Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. Um, So I'm just going to be speaking on the Kingdom of God. And now, as we heard a few times over the last couple of weeks, that the the thing Jesus spoke about secondly the most, if that makes sense, (laughs) the most second uh, was money. And the thing that he spoke about the most was the Kingdom of Heaven. That's the thing he spoke about the most. He went around everywhere and he spoke about the kingdom. He said the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. That's what he spoke about. But he didn't just speak about it. He demonstrated it. He demonstrated the kingdom of heaven through miracles and through acts of love. The Bible says Jesus went around performing miracles and doing good. He demonstrated the kingdom and he taught about it. He demonstrated it and he taught about it. He never wrote a book. He never led an army and he never ruled a nation, yet he changed this earth unlike anyone else before him because he wasn't just a man. He was 100% man, but he was also God. He was God's son. He was Jesus Christ and he walked this earth and he proclaimed the kingdom and he demonstrated it. Why, why did he focus so much on the kingdom of heaven? Why was this the number one topic that he taught? He then says to us in uh, Matthew chapter 6, he says that we are to pray that, that it would be on earth as it is in the kingdom of heaven. He asked that we as believers would pray and spend our time uh, in prayer to see the kingdom of heaven invade earth. And then in the, later on in that verse, he tells us to seek the kingdom of heaven above all else. He tells us to pursue it above all else, that we would seek the kingdom of heaven. What is it about the kingdom of heaven that Jesus felt so compelled for that to be the main thing he spoke about, the thing he demonstrated everywhere he went? He taught about it and he demonstrated it. Why? When I spoke a couple of weeks ago, I spoke on what it looked like steward finance and a really important principle when discovering revelation, when pursuing truth is to understand that there is a God. That there is a God, there is a God that loves us, that made us, that we're not a monkey that won a genetic lottery, that we were actually created for a purpose. And because there is a God, there is a designer. There is a creator, there is a designer, therefore we have a design. We have been created, we have a design, and because we have a design, we have a purpose. We have a purpose, and so truth is not created, God created Truth is discovered, so revelation is discovered as we pursue understanding, as we pursue revelation, as we pursue why Jesus spoke about the kingdom of heaven. It's important that we discover that truth. We don't just create it. Because if you create something, you have to sustain it, and and we're not God. And we're not God. So why did Jesus speak about the kingdom of heaven? Why did Jesus speak about the kingdom of heaven? I believe he spoke about the kingdom of heaven because he was returning to, to, to a lost people. That, that each of us were created and made in God's image, yet we fell short. Selfishness entered our heart. And now, now we call it sin, but it's, it's quite easily understood as selfishness came into our heart. We decided to go our own way and we made our own things. We, we, we started to create our own things and things didn't go well. You can't adjust divine design and expect things to get better. You can't adjust divine design and expect things to get better. So Jesus was speaking to a lost creation. He said, remember, remember who you are. Remember who you are. He spoke about the kingdom. He didn't just speak about the kingdom because it's better than hell. 
He didn't just speak about the kingdom because he wanted more people to join him in heaven, although that's true in a sense. He spoke about the kingdom of heaven because you're created and you're designed to live in the kingdom of heaven, not just when you die from this earth, not, the, not just when you go to heaven after this time, but right here, right now, you have been created and designed to live in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus, it was the main thing Jesus spoke about because that's all that matters. That's all that it comes down to, that you have been created and designed for a purpose. And that purpose is to exist in the kingdom of heaven and see the kingdom of heaven expand. Jesus taught us to seek the kingdom of heaven above all else. Love always desires what's best. And if you love someone truly, you'll desire the best for them. And Jesus demonstrated his love when he laid down our life. And he taught us to pursue the kingdom of heaven because he knew it was our best. He knew that when we step into the kingdom, our whole lives, our finances, our relationships, our dreams, our goals, our futures, when we submit our whole lives to the kingdom of heaven, we come alive in a way that you can no other way. That you are created and designed to live in the kingdom of heaven and invite others into that. Jesus said, seek it because love wants what's best. Before I was a Christian, I was insecure, immature, selfish, and participated in a lot of destructive and demonstrative behavior. In the weeks uh, leading up to me giving my life to the Lord, uh, there was a lot of confusion and uncertainty. Uh, I didn't know about Jesus, I didn't really understand the whole thing, but I just find myself going to church on a Sunday morning and I remember um, uh, someone was speaking in my pocket and I pull out my phone and it's a video of my friend and I'm like, I haven't seen this video before. And he's just like, it's the Sunday morning, he's hung over, he's in his bed, he's like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, this is a video call right now. I'd pocket called him. And he was like, what are you up to? And I'm like, I'm going to church. And he's like, What? And like, it was a time of uncertainty, it was a time where I didn't really know what was happening, but I knew something was happening. I knew that I was experiencing something that I'd never experienced before, that I, big, what, I, I couldn't put language to it, I wasn't, I wasn't fluent in my Christianese, but I had begun to experience aspects of the kingdom that had begun to touch my life, and I, bega- I began to come alive in ways I'd never become alive, became alive before. Um, There was a lot of uh, uncertainty, fear, and change. I didn't understand much, but I did understand that if I was to take this step forward, that if I was to become a Christian, whatever that meant, that that things were going to have to change in my life. And there was a lot of uncertainty around that because I didn't know God. And I didn't know if this whole Jesus thing, which is all it was to me at that point, was legit enough to sustain that change. I didn't know. It, it was an uncertain time for me, but something was happening. And, and, and I really feel there are some people in this room that you may not understand everything that's happening in your life, that sometimes you're like, like, how did I get in this position? Like, how did I get in this church? How did I get in this job? How did I get around these people? Like, you, you may not fully understand what's happening, but something's drawing you. Something's drawing you. There's, there's aspects of your life that's starting to come alive. There's things knocking on your door and you just really feel a sense that I need to open. I really encourage you to continue to step forward with that. If you can feel yourself coming alive, take a step forward. For me, it was in a moment of worship uh, about the third or fourth week that I went to church 
where for the first time I felt such a sense of freedom that I'd never experienced before, that all of a sudden I was free from the fear of what other people might think of me. I was free of the fear of what my future looks like, what my past, how my past is going to affect my life. I was free of everything. I was free to make a decision that I wanted to know this Jesus, that I wanted to enter His kingdom, whatever that looked like. However risky it was to be able to, to go home to my friends and be like, like I became a Christian today and risk them laughing at me. I made that decision. I stepped out of the boat, even though I didn't know exactly what was happening. I could feel something coming alive in me. I could feel my divine design coming alive. I'd been asking Jesus to raise my hand in the altar calls the week before to prove his existence to me. But now, even though I didn't have all the answers, there was something happening in me that I knew this was right. So I crossed the line, raised my hand, said the prayer and started testifying. One of the most important things about being a Christian and following Jesus is testifying. And that very first day I went home to my flatmates and they're like, how you doing? I'm like, good. And I'm like, I became a Christian today. And they're like, that, that's cool. Like, not really sure how to engage with that. And one's like, but you're still going to drink, eh? And I'm like, um, I don't really know, you know? Probably not like I used to. <laughs> like, I don't really know. I don't really have the answers. And then I went back to work, the work on the Monday, and I'm with my boss in the van. And he's like, how was your weekend? I'm like, good. I became a Christian. You know, like I didn't really know, but I began to testify. And I want to encourage you that one of the most important parts of walking out your faith is testifying. Now, you don't have to have a testimony of someone being healed for cancer. You just have to trust God. You just have to be willing to say to someone like, I'm a Christian. What did you do in the weekend? I went to church. And it wasn't boring. Jesus went around teaching and demonstrating the kingdom of heaven. He reminded people that they were created for a purpose. They had been purposed to live in the kingdom, not just when they died, but as they are today. People experienced this. They experienced the kingdom in the same way I did. They experienced the kingdom through Jesus' words, through the miracles, through healing. They didn't fully understand one of the most like just amazing moments of like revelation for me was watching this movie. Can't remember the name of it. It was a Jesus movie. And um, it was a story about Jesus and the disciples. And there was a Roman centurion who was following the disciples in the movie. And the Roman centurion was speaking to this guy who had an Australian accent. And um, he was saying how the Roman centurion was saying, like, why, what, like, why do you follow him, you know? And in the same scene, Jesus, uh, this, this sick leprosy man uh, was in a village trying to get some fish and then all the people of the village yelled at him and tried to get rid of him out of his village. And Jesus went up to the man, he gave him a hug and then the man turned away and walked, walked away. And as he was walking away, the, the centurion said, why do you follow him? And then they looked to this man walking away and the man turned around and his face that was covered in boils was gone. He was completely healed. And the disciples said to the Roman centurion, I don't understand everything, but can you see what he's doing? And I want to really encourage you, you don't have to understand everything before you step out of the boat. People experienced the kingdom of heaven and they responded John Cameron is an amazing man of God in this country. 
He is an incredible person who experienced the kingdom of God. He experienced the kingdom of heaven and he responded. And he, he ended up planting a church, one of the biggest churches in the country. Now you don't have to be on fire for God to plant a church. Church ministry isn't the highest ministry. The highest ministry is the ministry God's called you to lead, whether it's an electrician, whether it's a builder, whether it's a painter or a florist or a mother or a husband or a granddad. Your ministry is the highest ministry, but he felt the calling in his life to plant a church and now he leads one of the biggest churches in the country and that was the church in which I became a Christian. And I don't know if I would be here today if he didn't respond. I don't know if I would be standing here today if he didn't respond. And I know because I responded, others are here today. And I wanna encourage you that you don't have to understand all the kingdom to step into it. You don't have to understand everything that's happening in your life to submit it all to the kingdom of heaven. But when you submit your life to the kingdom of heaven, you'll come alive like never before because you'll enter into divine design. One verse that sums up the kingdom of heaven so clearly for me. Is Matthew thirteen forty four. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, he went and sold all he had and brought that field. In those weeks leading up to my salvation, like I, I didn't understand everything, but I understood I'd found something. That, that I'd found something of value, that I'd found something of significance. And I had a point where I realized that it was worth me selling everything. It was worth me giving up everything, not just signing up to go to church, but saying, God, like, if you want me to give all my money away, I will. If you want me to work a job I don't want to do, I will. If you want me to go to Africa, I will. I will go where you lead me because I found something that is so valuable that it's worth me laying down my whole life. It says, in his joy, he went and sold all he had to to buy that field. If you see the kingdom of heaven for what it is, you will joyfully give up everything. And this is my heart for you, that you would know that your past is redeemed, that your future is secure in Him and there is purpose in the present for you. When you engage with the kingdom, when you step into the kingdom of God, when you step into divine design, alignment with heaven, you come alive, your past is redeemed, your future is secure and your present has purpose. If you see the kingdom for what it is, you'll be willing to joyfully give up everything. If you're in this place and you don't know that feeling, if you don't know that feeling of having nothing, of, of giving up everything, of, of putting your heart into something and whatever, it not going well, and then just realising, I just give it all up to you, God. That feeling of giving up everything, having nothing, yet feeling that you have everything you'll ever, ever need. If you don't know what it's like to have nothing, yet have everything, then I, I really challenge you tonight what does it look like for you to give your whole life to the kingdom? What does it look like for you to submerge your entire life into the kingdom? To give up everything for the kingdom is the greatest experience of freedom you'll ever have. What are the footprints of the enemy? What are the footprints of the devil? Death, 
destruction, division, pain, fear, insecurity. What are the footprints of Jesus? Love, healing, miracles, redemption, reconciliation. We heard testimony after testimony this evening of that. These are the footprints. Jesus said every time he uh, ministered to someone and there was a miracle or there was a healing or a salvation, he would say to, him, say to them, the kingdom of heaven has come upon you or the kingdom of heaven has come near you. So I wanna ask you, what are the footsteps surrounding your life at the moment? What, what, is, what does the wake of your life look like? What are the footsteps that you're leaving behind you? Is it the kingdom of heaven or are there th some things that aren't quite ideal? I don't promise it'll be easy, but I promise it will be good. What are you seeking? Jesus taught us to seek first the kingdom. The thing you seek will define the legacy you leave. And when you seek first the kingdom, you'll leave a legacy of his kingdom expanding behind you. If you see the kingdom for what it is, you'll be willing, will, you'll joyfully give up everything you have to enter the kingdom and to buy that field and to own that treasure. We're going to have a moment soon for, for those who know God, even if you've been in a relationship with Him and walked away for a while, or you're just on a journey, but you know that really, like, as I speak about this purpose that God has given me, that you can feel it coming alive in your heart. We're going to have a time of worship and a time for you to respond to that. But before we do that, we just, I just really want to offer an invitation. In the same way John Cameron offered an invitation to me seven years ago, I want to offer an invitation to every person in this room that is here this evening, but you don't know God, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, that you've come along tonight and you may not be sure while you're here, but you can feel yourself coming alive. You can feel this purpose in your spirit calling you alive. I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to that in the moment, to respond to the gospel that Jesus Christ came to this earth as God's son. They lived a perfect, perfect and sinless life that he died for us so that if we choose to accept the forgiveness he extended to us, that we get to become born again, new in him, that we become Christians, little Christs is what that means. You get to become a new creation. So I'm just going to ask every person in this room to just bow their heads. And in a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if that's you, if, if you don't know Christ, if you've, you've never had a relationship with God, but you're in here in this place and you can feel your heart beating and you, and you know God's calling you to respond, that you want to know what it is to enter the kingdom of heaven. You want to know what it is to know God as your Lord and Saviour, that you're willing to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that you believe that God raised him from the dead. Then I want to give you an opportunity to respond. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, I'm just going to put it out there. If there's someone here and you feel like you want to respond that t tonight, you want to give your life to the Lord for the first time, then I just encourage you right now to raise your hand. I'll see it and I'll bless it. Is there anyone here that you feel like tonight, man, I want to know this God. I want to know this guy that redeems, that saves, that heals. I may not understand everything, but I know I'm coming alive. I know he's been working in me up until this point and I'm willing to cross the line. Is there anyone here? Just throw up your hand. I'll see it, I'll bless it. And then we can pray, is there anyone here? 
just want to wait one more moment. I want to make sure that you know that this is an opportunity. I don't know your story, but he does. And he's been with you and he's been calling you. He's been wooing you. So if you're in this place, just raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, we're going to go into a time of worship now. And I really want you guys to engage with with what it looks like for you to enter the kingdom of heaven in such a way that, that you don't leave anything behind, that you don't leave your bank account in your own little personal world, that you don't leave your, your desires of, of being married one day, you don't leave your desires of owning a house, your desires of, of, of being significant in this world, that you submit everything to the kingdom of heaven. And we're gonna have a time of worship and seeking the Lord. And I just really encourage you to lean in, whatever that looks like. If that looks like coming to the front, if that looks like going on your knees and just worshiping and just seeking him for who he is. If you see the kingdom for what he is, for what it is, you'll be willing to joyfully give up everything. Is that okay? Why doesn't everyone just stand to their feet? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you're comfortable and wanting to step out of your seat, I just encourage you to now, I'm just gonna pray as we just welcome the Holy Spirit. If you're a born again believer, the Holy Spirit is already in you, but He comes upon you for others' sake. And so Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this place. We invite you to minister to your children, that they may know you as Lord and Saviour, that they may know what it is to walk in the kingdom, to walk in righteousness, peace, love, joy, to come fully alive, to be not afraid of what other people think, to not submit your life to the fear of man, but to live for Him in line with your purposes. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus.